Hey everybody, what's up? It's JF Hicks. Welcome to another episode of the show. That's right, the Sports Creators Podcast here on sportscreatorspodcast.com. I'm really hyped. I'm not even going to play around. I'm just going to jump right into it. Now, this is a very special episode. We have Shirley Zhang on the show. Shirley freaking Zhang. She is a senior creative director with the Atlanta Hawks, and she's also known as the queen of process. Now, we recorded this live at the MLC Connect 2019 in Atlanta. Now, I've been a fan of the work that Shirley and her team have been doing with the Atlanta Hawks for the last year and a half. I heard Shirley present on this panel. It was called The Power of Process. It was a panel at the MLC Connect, and oh my goodness, Shirley dropped so many high-level actionable dimes. That was another great session at the MLC Connect 2019 in Atlanta, and if you're not familiar, it's one of the largest sports creators conferences in the country. So I had the pleasure of sitting down and talking with Shirley in this episode where we cover a lot of ground. Shirley's philosophy on efficiency of process, the specific tools that she and her team use, along with the benefits of efficiency for creatives and so much more. Now, even better than the tools and the process is hearing Shirley's personal journey that has had such a large impact on her career and her outlook and her vision even to this day. So with that, I'll get out the way. Hello, Shirley. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, Jay. Hey, I got to tell you, this is a really cool opportunity here to sit down face to face. A lot of the podcasts that I do are remotely done. So one of the things I really value is the opportunity to like sit down and talk and and kind of look in each other's uh, faces we're going. So I'm really excited to, to have this conversation with you. Same as all. So here at MLC Connect 2019 Atlanta, one of the things you just got off the stage, absolutely smashed it, crushed it. <laughs> yeah, you can't see it. She's doing a little dance, doing a little dance. No, I'm just, it was great. One of the things that people sit in that seat, every time I ask, I, I speak with someone, no matter where I am in the country or remotely, I ask them this thing. I ask people how they self-identify, right? Because like how we see ourselves yeah. is so important. Not necessarily how other people see us. But when you go to a party mm -hmm. and you're here in Atlanta and, and people say, Shirley, what do you do? How do you answer that? How do you oh, see yourself? It's always tough. I mean, it depends on the mood. I mean, I'm a creative badass half of the time. Right. I'm Mission Impossible go-to girl. <laughs> I am process queen. I mean, I just want to do good shit most of the time, right? And so just to keep it straight, I am head of creative for Atlanta Hawks, and my job is to solve creative opportunities and problems all at the same time. Yeah, no, that's super dope. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about is like, you know, um, it, we're going to get into the, you being the process queen. But one of the things that's so cool, your background really isn't, you know, um, matriculating through a system of the the sports, creative sports industrial complex, as I love to call it. Right. You have like, you know, big brand experience and you bring this like unique and fresh experience um, and, and thought process to the business. Talk to me about your philosophy on um, having uh, efficiency of process and, and what that looks like for you. That's a big topic. Um, 
I'm a very unique creative person, as you kind of mentioned. Um, I did not come up from the traditional sports channels. Um, my background have been a little bit all over the place, and that's almost a reflective of my life upbringing, right? Um, just to paint a little bit of a quicker picture and a broader strokes of what does that mean? I was born in China. I moved to New York without even knowing my ABCs when I was uh, fourth grade. Um, then to New York City where it's no mercy, it's a hustle, it's the grind, it's get going or move away and get out of the way, right? Um, so, I mean, I grew up in two environments that are very much just find your own voice, fight for yourself. Opportunities are there, but it's within your control and you got to go for it. Right. If one door closes, climb through the freaking window if you need to. Right. Like opportunities are opportunities. Doesn't matter how you reach it as long as you want it. And then fast forward to then growing up in Atlanta, which taught me, you know, teamwork, collaboration. And I was actually a basketball cheerleader in high school. Chattahoochee High. Go Cougars. <laughs> um, I was a basketball cheerleader in high school. I've always been competitive. I I've always been just very out there and very extroverted let's just say and moving to you know Georgia without any friends that was my way of just fitting in and trying to figure out what the culture is here since in New York you just take the bus everywhere it doesn't matter how old you are or walk home versus here it was I just felt handicapped so I mean it really shaped who I am as a person today and, and the type of creative leader and the way I see things and the way I analyze things is be flexible and be adaptive and keep an open mind because anything can happen, right? As the world evolves and now there's the thing called technology that has reshaped everything. So, I mean, that's really shaped a way of how I think and how I strategize. And even before, you know, the Hawks, I was with Carter's Inc., where I was part of year one launch of our e-commerce Oshkosh Bagosh experience. Um, and then before I left, I helped launch the international um, focusing on Canadian business of launching the brand for brick and mortar as well as e-commerce as well. So I've always had a very creative but hyper analytical um, as well as technology love uh, for innovation in digital space. And, and that's ultimately create an opportunity in, in sports for me because retail was important, hot at the moment. Three years ago, everyone trying to reassess how do they build a retail brand. Um, I knew that and I could do that in my sleep. And, you know, and on top of that, I was very much a user experience person. And in sports, yes. you're all yep. about, you know, lifestyle, entertainment and uh, the experience. Sure, basketball happens and it's the product that we have on the core. However, ultimately, it's the experience that brings people together night oh, night after night. Right. And, and that's what's so great about what we yeah. do. So talk about you're known as a, the queen of process. It's really cool because I was I walked into the tail end of your presentation and like you were talking on another level that, like, for example, in the college scene where I am, there's people not necessarily that advanced as where you are. Um, so talk about your philosophy of, 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 of efficiency and process and what it does for your organization. Absolutely. So efficiency, optimizing efficiency and, and process is the non-negotiable to me, and doesn't matter if you're sports creative, doesn't matter what. It, it's just almost a little bit of life. Life is all about how do you prioritize one even over the next? How do you make sure that you handle your job at the same time, plan for your kid's birthday, 
right? Like it's all about choices and prioritization. How do you make it all happen in this one ecosystem, one day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, right? And so with process, you really need to have some really good tools or people around to ensure that you're seeing things helicopter up and not just reacting in the moment all the time. We're all experts until we are overloaded and then we start to drop the process and start to overlap things. And that's why process and structure and, you know, having measurable, tangible successes or anything is is crucial to reassessing where you are and where you could be. Um, So with that said, tools are sometimes one of the best examples to, you know, help you get some data or some gathering or some learnings or some benchmark um, before you can even come up with a process, right? Because how can you come up with a process, come up with a reorg without knowing some facts first? And the only way to know facts is having, for example, in the creative space, how do you know if someone is overworked? How do you know if your team needs to have more projects or less projects or if a talent is, you know, at their max or not at their max? You need data, you need testing, you need tracking, right? And so with the Atlanta Hawks, when I first started, I was brought in to you know, help relaunch the e-commerce space. The second part to that was there was a great team already, but there was no in-house infrastructure for the creative team of any sort. So all projects were, hey, a project came down, it's divide and conquer by the entire team constantly without prioritization. So if you're dividing and conquering on every single project constantly and reacting, how are you planning ahead? How are you ensuring that you're dispersing your energy on the non-negotiable business critical needs, right? When you're just diluting all your efforts across everything. So that gets into the question of how do you not, how do you do everything but not divide out the pie equally, right? right? That goes through tools. You learn, right? Uh, With the Hawks, we had Harvest as a tool just for one year. Designers, of course, none of us want to track our time because I shouldn't have to track my time to tell you I'm overworked, right? Like we, sh- we wish we were hurt, right? But that's not the case because from a business perspective, it's all about like, give me something to react to, something tangible. Words, talk is cheap, to be honest, right? Let's get something on paper, do something, show something. Let's get on the same playing field and then let's talk business, right? And so with that said, with Harvest, I was able to, you know, I had the buy-in of the team and I explained why it was critical for us to track hours so we can better reassess, hey, when we say an email request in this caliber, how long does it actually take, right? Because when I first walked in, the designers were guessing all over the place. And for me, it's like, I want to know, I I trust your words, but at the same time, like, every day is different, right? And so let's get an average. Let's get something tested for a year just so we have a bottom line of some sort to work with. It's not to say you're not quick enough or you're too quick or whatever it is. It's not an assessment of the person in any way, um, but at least it gives us a benchmark as a creative to speak like a business partner. So when someone is like, hey, I need a rush request of this email. I know you got five other projects. It's due by five o'clock, but I really need this email because it's sales and it's a promotional effort and we really need this opportunity. Great. What if that email was physically not possible due to the content, due to the lack of resources in photography, due to the lack of just final information because everyone's building a plane while flying it. Everyone's just trying to do their best to make the right thing happen. Then making the, trying to do the right thing sometimes you hurt each other 
by doing too fast and reacting too fast. So by having a benchmark of, ooh, on average, this type of email without the final content, without this, usually ends up costing us 10 hours of work because of not having enough content ahead of time and enough direction ahead of time, not having photography ahead of time. So therefore, as much as I would love to squeeze this in, it's physically impossible until I have this content by this time of the day. Right. Woo! Man, you're dropping knowledge. I, I know a lot of people, I just blew your eardrums, but a lot of people, I, I talk to a lot of creatives and they're having this struggle, right? And what you, you know, just really talked about is speaking to the executives to be in a way that they understand, which is business yes, analytics. We're, we're, we're people. Yeah. I mean, we all feel the same. We're all trying to be heard. We're all trying to get to the facts. Yeah. We're all trying to do the right thing for the business. And inevitably, we let our emotions, our stress, our reactiveness affect the relationships we have. But if we all take a complete backseat, I mean, a step back from our personal agenda, our personal feelings, our personal filter, and really assess the situation at 100%, listen to people at 100%, and challenge each other and ask the why behind everything is the juice worth the squeeze is it worth it for jay to stay five hours later for an email that no one might may or may not open right 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 no that's super dope that is super dope no right if it's not breaking a leg or you know hurting the business or affecting anything tremendous maybe the juice is not worth the squeeze it's just a will like to have but unfortunately due to not having enough information it's not achievable nor worth the time of trying even to take a stab at it yeah yeah, yeah. no that's super dope let's talk moving a little bit into products i know and obviously we're not endorsing we're just talking about the things that that you and your team have found to be successful so you mentioned harvest what you guys use that for and then what are some of the other tools so that people at home if you're listening and you're wanting to implement maybe one or two or all it depending on where you are in the process because we just have to keep it uh authentic there's some people who are getting their projects via email and they're not using a project manager. Hey, so, it still happens with us too i mean let's yeah. be honest right yeah, yeah, like yeah. people will things happen we're going back to we're all human right so you can have all the process in the world but there's going to be moments where pivot it'll be okay. We'll live to skip a step today. Like it'll be fine as long as with the right reason. Right. Right. So going back to software. Yep. Um, we talked about harvest. so I won't talk about that. There are plenty of other tools out there. We just landed with harvest due to the need of my business and what I would like to see from a reporting perspective. Um, we use harvest purely to one year for benchmarking of what is the average time spent on different types of projects. Okay, so you just used it the one year, not necessarily an ongoing thing. Not an ongoing to help you just, with your baseline correct. data. Correct. Okay. Yeah, just to give me a bottom line that is not words. Yeah, that's smart. That is tangible, measurable with examples, data. All right, and then we have Percolate, and that was a company wide thing that. Um, we have percolate because we felt that there was a need for company-wide initiatives to be able to funnel through one channel, one channel only, right? It used to be a project manager, then project manager gets overloaded with way too many projects that they're managing. So therefore, that's why we were like, what other tools can we have to help elevate what we are already doing and growing into? So percolate was one of those amazing tools that Basically, before a project request come down, right, when it comes to external campaigns or business objectives that are very important to us, for example, opening night. In Percolate, marketing team will start off a project kicking off 
in Percolate blasting all stakeholders, basically anyone that has to do with opening night. Okay. Hey, we're about to start talking about opening night. Everyone start brain dumping everything that you have thought about it. or maybe interested in in here. I love it. Right. So it's a crowdsourcing moment, wow. but internally, which empowers it's one click that empowers everyone and gives everyone each department the opportunity to engage and sync up. Okay. However, it doesn't always work, right? I go back right. to be flexible. Right, right, right. Because everybody, someone went, someone may miss a step and not include some portion of the project right. inside of the percolate. But it's uh, critical for our company because it helped all of us gather without a formal meeting. Yes. Without, you know, like, but wow. you said, he said, she said. No, everyone said the same thing in one, one channel, yeah, one platform, it. one tool. So it also helps to manage accountability as well, right? A little bit, because there's chat functions, assignment functions. You could tell when someone didn't do their job or, you know, submit their interest or their request. So it really, really helps with accountability and, and company-wide brainstorm. But it was one thing that we strategically spend money towards because it was that important to us to, to align holistically. Okay, final question here. The value of all of this. I know, again, and I think it's self-evident, but like for people to help sell this at home, I'm a, we're always about helping people get to the next level wherever they are in the process. So if you do all these things, what what do you, have you found to be the benefit that creatives can sell to executives on why to invest the not just the time, but the, the or not just the money, but the time into these resources that you're describing? Result. I mean, when you invest in people and in those tools that help people spend more time creating. And not none of us want to be task checking constantly, right? Or or hovering people. Did you do this? Did you do that? By having those tools, it removes the the personal. Hey, 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 right, hey, right. right? Like it becomes it level sets it as a business, right? And then it makes you a better business partner as well. And, and it brings you, it elevates you in the sense of even aligning and communication a little bit. And, and how do we all talk about needs? calibration priorities and budget yeah yeah all right Shirley I gotta tell you 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 held your title here as queen of process I have to have will you come back because I feel like there's more that we so could unpack much. we could talk I, I could talk to you all day I could talk process all day and there's no right or wrong answer yeah. it's just what works for you and how does your organization work all right thanks so much for coming on the show thank you so much for this opportunity that about wraps it up. I really appreciate you allowing me to be in your ears. Please go check me out at JFX on Twitter and sportscreativespodcast.com. Let's connect.